Hi there and thanks for joining us. On this week's episode, we have a man with the fanciest of fancy suits, how the Republic of Work is helping new businesses and a bit of chair yoga. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Owen Murphy of Red Church, how are you? I'm good, Jonathan. Thanks very much. Tell us a little bit about the business. What do you do? Um, I have a, a former wear, a suit, a suit shop there on Drawbridge Street. Uh, it's right next to Perry Street Cafe there. Uh, and uh, I opened up there in December 2019. Right, OK. Again, timing is everything in a global pandemic. So you had, what, about three months of trading before you had to close the doors for the first time? Um, yeah, I, I suppose we closed there uh, the day before Paddy's Day. Uh, so I had about three months trading. So obviously the first bunch are kind of just setting up and, um, you know, you're just getting used to all the new systems. And, um, you know, the first January, February were good. I was getting my name out there. Um, I was getting a lot of wedding bookings. Uh, and then I suppose uh, the whole um, COVID came along and... Uh, I suppose the uncertainty of it and everything. Mm. Um, it, so it was a little bit of a kick in the teeth, like at the start. Yeah, but of course, like everything else, you had to pivot and you had to you had to change. I mean, the, the main, I, uh, I suppose the main exercise here is to provide pretty fancy gear for people who are getting married. The number of weddings has decreased quite a lot. So that hit you hard, I presume. Uh, it did, yeah. Like, um, I suppose kind of April, May... Uh, and uh, up to the 8th of June, there was obviously, um, there was no weddings on, so um, I, I wasn't doing much, and uh, there was no events on either for suiting and stuff. Um, so it, it did, yeah. And then in June, July, August, it started to get it started to get better again. You know, you were allowed up to 50 people at a wedding. So a lot of people were just kind of going ahead with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and what's different about you? Look, there's lots of wedding suits shops. I mean, there's some very traditional ones, not a million miles away from you. What makes Red Church different? Um, I suppose, I, I suppose I'm there all the time myself and it's the personal touch, you know, when someone gets on, it's normally me that they deal with. Um, I, I specialize in kind of groomsmen packages uh, for the lad, uh, for the wedding party. So a lot of the wedding parties are buying suits now rather than renting. Um, and I suppose I have 20 years of experience, so I kind of I nearly know what the customer wants when he walks in the door. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, how much of a key to success is that? Because I don't, I, I find it very difficult to buy clothes. I always have. Um, and I torture myself when buying a suit as to whether or not this is the right suit or could that be nicer or that one. I mean, how, how do you deal with an Egypt like me who doesn't know what he necessarily wants? I I suppose, like, normally, like, within a few seconds, uh, that's probably, um, you know, your job as well. Like, uh you kind of you can nearly judge a guy straight away what he's looking for. You nearly know his size without measuring him. Uh, you'll nearly kind of have an idea what kind of price he's looking at. Um, so I suppose it's maybe to judge him as a person, um, and I suppose go from there. You know, normally if you get on well with the 
customer initially you nearly have the sale in the bag you know yeah I, I mean when you're choosing a wedding suit uh, I mean that, I've spoken to people who do this before It they're nearly as bad as the women uh, in fact they're probably worse when it comes to pickiness and, and, and hissy fits I mean has that been your experience of dealing with the grooms oh it is yeah like uh, I suppose um like in the last five years, it's changed completely. Um, grooms, uh, groom suits and stuff like that. Like before, you know, you'd get maybe you'd have choices of maybe four or five suits, black, navy, or grey. Um, but now, let's say a lot of lads want contrasting looks. They want it very slim. Um, so yeah, as as you said, like some of them can be, you know, as bad as the women. Like uh, they want everything. I suppose perfect, and I suppose look, you can't blame them. It's it's their wedding day, yeah. uh, after all, and you know it's a suit that they're going to have probably for the next five or ten years. You know, I mean, look, you've had a, a reasonably frugal few months because the store had to be physically closed, but are you preparing for absolute rocket uh, of a couple of months when people, you know, hopefully come out of lockdown, vaccines work, we start planning for weddings maybe in the second half of the year and, and then go gangbusters in 2022? Uh, yeah, like, I suppose um, initially, uh, hopefully when I open back up in, you know, May or, or June, um, like, it probably will be kind of slow to start with because a lot of people obviously book their weddings, you know, well in advance, six months. So, like, I'm hoping this, um, the latter half of the year will be, you know, will be busy. Um, and in 2022, um, should be very busy. Um, like, there's a huge backlog of wedding customers that just couldn't get married. So, like, it's kind of building up all the time. So, um you know, I'm hoping that it will be very, very busy, you know, and I think the whole, the rest of the wedding industry as well are hoping um, that it will be great, lad. Yeah, no, and let's not forget, you don't just exclusively do weddings, it's, there's, there's casual stuff as well, and I'm looking at redchurch.ie, which is a website, you have a spring clearance sale, which has already caught my eye, uh, which is 40% off casual wear, so how much casual stuff do you have, uh, and I suppose, this, it, has it been easier to shift that during the pandemic? Oh, yeah, like I suppose um, initially when I opened up, it was more or less kind of a suit in a wedding shop, but I quickly kind of pivoted uh, in around June or July. And um, it was only actually when I started doing it, uh, the casual stuff, kind of jeans and chinos and shorts, uh, you know, that I suppose I realized that there is a huge market in this, especially in the pandemic we're in. Um, and Christmas was especially good the month that we were open. Uh, people really did support local and, um, you know, they were looking for jumpers, uh, casual shirts, kind of away from the formal stuff and maybe casual runners. So I have done I have done well out of that. And I suppose if, if there's anything that's come out of it, like um, I suppose I got that learning out of it, you know, that I will from now on be doing casual stuff uh, along with the more formal stuff. Yeah, well, there's no you know, wedding planned. In, yeah, no wedding planned in this house, so you're out of luck on that one. But this, the, the, the casual stuff looks good, so uh, I, I'll definitely have a quick browse of the website, which is redchurch.ie. How, do, um, how quickly can you turn things around in terms of getting a wedding suit these days? Because obviously supply chains are a bit off. Uh, have you got good supply? Ah, yeah. Like a lot of um, a lot of the suiting crowds uh, I use are still in Ireland. Like so, 
Like, if I order a suit, if, if a lad comes in and if he's a, a big size or something, um, most of the time you can have the suit the next day, you know. So it's, and you, you can alter the, you know, the normally you might just need to alter the pants or something like that. Like, so I suppose potentially you could have a, a, a suit for in two days, you know, yeah. if you had to order it. So, yeah. so in other words, know, it's, it's relatively easy. If you're rushing down the aisle, then Red Church is the place for you. Otherwise, you, you, you get to plan it a little bit better. But look, it, it's it's a great business. Fingers crossed it'll be an even better year for you in your, your second full year of non-pandemic trading. But uh, for now, thank you so much for joining us. Owen Murphy of Red Church, redchurch.ie. And when things open up again, there uh, in the heart of Cork City. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks a million. Thank you. Thanks. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. Frank Brennan is the General Manager at Republic of Work. How are you, Frank? Very good. Thank you, Janet. How are you? I have to be very respectful because you're also our landlord in Republic of Work, so we have to be nice to you. Uh, it's, it's very hard uh, to do it, but uh, given that other people are listening, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be polite to each other for the time being. How about that for Vlad? Absolutely brilliant. Great. As as we always are. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the new early stage startup programme um, that you guys have launched. What is it? Um, so we've just launched um, a partnership with the NDRC, um, with Dogpatch Labs, um, the RDI Hub in Kerry and the Porter Shed in Galway, where we're helping entrepreneurs validate their startup idea um, with customers, structure their businesses to plan uh, to attract new investment and kind of help founders put their best and strongest application forward for this accelerator program that we'll be running out in early March. Okay, so who can apply for this? Um, so if you have an idea, um, if you're after thinking of something that, you know what, I think this is actually, it, it, it's, it's scalable, um, it could work, it's technology-based, um, and you've, you, you think you could actually sell this business, well, yeah, it, it, all of the above. Um, so anybody with a technology-focused business um, and globally-focused. Okay. It's been a challenging couple of months, Frank. Obviously, Republic of Work has been operating to the the guidelines that, that have been in place. I mean, you, you have been open for essential work, but it's kind of a lonely old spot when it isn't full of people, isn't it? It, it is and it isn't. Um, I mean, look, we've, we've had to pivot like many, many businesses out there. Um, we've moved our whole business online, um, so all our events are now on on a, a virtual platform. Um, and to be fair to our to our current customers, I mean, the, the strength of our of our community has only grown um, since the lockdown because I think everybody is is, is crying out for that uh, that interaction with our members and and interacting with the community. So I think in the last couple of months with the lockdowns, we've kind of grown stronger um, on an online virtual presence. Yeah, and, and those events that you do, what kind of interaction are you having from people? Because there, there is a little bit of Zoom fatigue and people are eh, not as enthusiastic as they would have been this time 12 months ago, let's put it that way. How, how have you been managing that? Um, I suppose, look, what we're doing is we're, we're putting out really good content, right? if I do say so myself. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, You're not in charge of it all, Frank, just, just for the no, record. No, no, I, no. I, I'm backed by a good team inside here in Republic Work. No, but genuinely speaking, I, I suppose, look, we now have access to really, really good people uh, to provide good advice and knowledge and, and, and expert advice um, now that, that, that we're in a virtual setting. So not just only in Cork are we getting these really, really good people to, to give advice and, and, and to give uh, a hand on our virtual events. Um, it's, it's coming from every corner of, of Ireland, actually. 
it's been quite hard to keep enthusiasm going, particularly for companies in the early stage. Now, some of them have been established specifically to deal with things during the pandemic. Others have pivoted into it. This new initiative, this NDRC initiative, is designed to kind of accelerate those businesses now as we look to the future, you know, during this hopefully final phase of the pandemic and then what happens afterwards. So how can we help supercharge these companies? So with the NDRC, there's there's a number of pillars, right? Um, and there's a real, real tight form uh, and structure to this program. Um, so anybody in that early stage, they need the support. And by all of us, all of these hubs in, in, in the country after kind of connecting and, and collaborating, we've now opened up um, a pool of mentors around the country that these early stages can actually speak to, get advice, um, guide and for like from our point of view we can signpost these people to the right people um to help along with their journey so we've put a number of things in place and um, we have stuff like office hours where you can have a, a 30 minute um session with a mentor in a specific area you have a founder's weekend where you're going to spend 48 hours really driving your business and developing your idea in a real structured environment and um, we also will be running out that pre-accelerator program which is a six-week immerse program where you're here one day a week uh, for six weeks and you have a demo day at the very end so you'll be kind of going from like not being able to pitch your business really well to being able to pitch your business really really well you know what Mm. i mean yeah, uh, which will help those businesses grow in the future to become the, the high potential startups or whatever they're going to be. The the companies that will help pay our pensions, right? Let, let, let's let's face it, that's what we're looking to do here. Uh, but uh, it's interesting that yourselves in Republic of Work have come together with Dogpatch, have come together with the Porter Shed in Dublin and the RDI Hub in Kerry. It's the first time that these previously independent uh, we, we, we innovation spaces, co-working spaces have have shared a platform. That there is strength in that, isn't there? Um, that people see the value in having locations such as yours that aren't just an office. Hundred percent. I mean, I think. Look, there's like, like Ireland is a small space. You know what I mean? I think having the strength of the other hubs, having the expertise of other hubs, and the, the people in those spaces kind of come together and collaborate and actually, you know, level up the ecosystem as such um, to, to help these new businesses come forward. I think it's it's, it's priceless. Um, and it, you know what, it, it really is about time that um, we're after joining forces to, to, to drive it on, you know what I mean? Mm. So, look, I mean, Frank, you're always a glass half full guy. I'm sorry, glass half empty. No, half full. Yeah, you're right. You're optimistic. (laughs) Half full. Sorry, I got confused myself there for a second. Um, You're a glass half full kind of guy. So, I mean, are you optimistic now that that we're going to see a pickup? And are you starting to get those calls again about the space and what can be done and how people can use it post lockdown whenever this one ends? 100%. I mean, look, um, we we only had a conversation recently about... um, the effects of COVID-19 and, and, and the co-working industry as such. Um, and what we've seen is that, look, you've got all these companies, they've served their notice to, to their larger office. There might be a 50-person office that can only cater for 20 people. Um, but if you have 50 people in a team, what about those other 30 people? Do you know, So everybody is now working from home. Um, we've, we're at a point where we, we'll never actually have to explain what work remotely is or what a co-working space is. So that's a, that's a win. Um but being able to funnel those people into spaces like like ours is is going to be fantastic. I mean, look, people are working from home. They have the Zoom fatigue and people like people and 
they crave interaction with people. So a place like Republic Work is, is perfect for that. Um, so having that collaboration with your team members that you mightn't have seen for months and months or having the ability to come here once a week just to break away from the kitchen table, um, mm. there's enormous value in it. And we'll I see a want, huge uptake. I, I just want to get back on that stage, uh, the stage in Republic of Work that has been empty for the last 12 months. And I know like that might sound weird, but I just want to be in a room with people. <laughs> it's yeah, funny yeah. that we just want to get back there. And we will get back there, Frank, and uh, you'll be sick of me again by the time we get around to this. You'll be, you'll be wishing that there was another reason to keep me out uh, of Republic of Work, but we, we will get there. How do people find out more about the NDRC offering and getting involved? Um, well, you can jump onto the ndrc.ie website um, or you can reach out to me personally on LinkedIn, uh, Frank Brennan. I'm fairly easy to find um, and happy to chat with anybody who, who thinks they can help with the, with the support. OK, Frank Brennan, General Manager at Republic of Work. Pleasure as always, Governor. Talk to you later. Thanks, Emil. See ya. The only show in town for Cork Business, Red Business. The one thing we all need at the moment is to be able to relax a little bit but it's easier said than done when you have the pressures of a pandemic or homeschooling or not being able to get out and exercise because the rain is falling well my next guest has a solution for us Sarah de Miguel Hernandez how are you? I'm very well Jonathan how are you today? I'm good your company is called Flow With Me and we're going to get to that in just a minute but you're telling me I can do yoga in my office chair can I? Yes, you can. And it's a lot of fun, let me tell you. <laughs> so how do I do it then? Do I, my, my standard office chair uh, isn't much crack at the moment. It's just a chair. Um, how do I turn it into a yoga studio? Well, any chair can be adapted to do the chair yoga, uh, but preferably would be a chair with no arms and no wheels. But even if you have it, we can adapt it that the different yoga poses can be done sitting on a chair really easily. <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing uh, it's not the type of yoga where you put your leg behind your head. Uh, it, it is more pedestrian for people like me. Yes, exactly. And that's one of the things I love about chair yoga is that no matter what is your fitness or your flexibility levels, you can do yoga but sitting on the chair. Basically, you are using the chair for support. So a lot of the poses that some people will not be able to do on the mat because maybe they have reduced mobility, maybe they are sitting on a wheelchair, or maybe they are working from home, like you and me today. They are able to do the poses and still benefit from all the many good things that yoga has to offer. So tell us about some of the poses then that in the chair. I'm presuming that because your mobility is a little bit restricted by sitting down, um, you, you have that extra support. But what, what do you do with your, your hands and your legs? So you'll be getting a lot of stretches, for example, for the lower back or for the shoulders. You still have a lot of room to move. Uh, also, it improves uh, the strength, you know, like your core, because you're going to do poses that you're going to find a little bit challenging, even if you are on the chair. But also, I think is the good thing of yoga as well is focusing the mind. You'll be able to do different poses, helping the body to relax. And the benefits of maybe meditation as well, sitting on, on the chair, which helps you, you know, with better sleep as well as the mood, you know, uplifting, which I think right now, Jonathan, we all need a bit of that. I, I would imagine that the biggest benefit from this, Sarah, comes from the fact that you're taking the time to do it, because it's very, very hard to unplug at the moment, to, to take that little moment of zen uh, that you need to just park your troubles even temporarily 
Yeah, and we seem to be all very connected now. Is the difference between work and home now that line is very blur. So taking the time, and this is one of the things I, I tend to promote a lot, is five minutes. If you had been in the office, you would have taken five minute break to go and grab a cup of tea and talk to one of your colleagues. Maybe schedule it in your diary that from 11 to 11 or five, you take those five minutes and sit on the chair or stand and do some movements or chair yoga in this case could be one way to uh, help your body. Have you noticed, Sarah, that there is a, a real challenge at the moment of people switching off? I mean, in your business in general, when you're when you're teaching people and you're talking to them, I mean, there is this real 24-7 approach to life at the moment, which is ridiculous because we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving. We're not busy in the way that we would consider to be traditionally busy. Yet we're all stressed out to the nth degree. Yeah, I find the shoulders when I see them on Zoom and how their shoulders are. The first thing I say is, okay, look, let's take a deep inhale. And I help them actually, funny enough, Jonathan, to visualize a hoodie, a hoodie with a sip. And when you are lifting that sip up, having a full inhale deeply, and as you exhale, bring this sip all the way down, the shoulders straight away, they relax, their shoulders back, roll them back, get them into more relaxed because we tend to hold a lot of the tension on our shoulders so that's one of the things i notice straight away is the body posture and chair yoga helps you with that as well having a good body posture we're sitting for a long time i think the iris heart foundation was saying that on average we're spending two hours and 40 minutes longer a day sitting down we need to change that I have to say that I just did that zip thing when you were explaining it. And I felt, even in that little brief moment, I just felt my shoulders relaxing a little bit more. So th- there's merit in this. You're onto something, Sarah. How <laughs> difficult has it been for your company, Flow With Me, uh, to transition to online? Because I'm presuming that, that in an ideal world, you'd have a studio where people physically came to you. Yeah, or I used to go to a lot of companies and do it uh, with them face to face. And I think it was the 15th of March and it's coming to a year. I cannot believe that everybody was like, okay, life is changing and we didn't know what was ahead of us. And in one day, Jonathan, my whole business disappeared. One day, email after email, everybody was canceling the classes. And a couple of days later, I was at home, like everybody, nothing to do. And I thought, you know what? Let's go on to Facebook Live. Let's help people to move the body and teach their yoga on Facebook Live. And I can tell you, I was not comfortable being in front of the camera doing this. But a year later, you know, I'm here and I pivoted online. I have a virtual studio now where people can go and do chair yoga with me at any time. And uh, there is lots of videos. And in a way, this has helped me to go to places around the world. So now I teach in Australia and in America, which I would have never been able to do that. And has it opened up um, a new audience to you? Because, I mean, if you're going to workplaces, you were dealing with people who were in work. But by the way you're describing it, this type of yoga, chair yoga, would appeal to lazy sods like me, but also older people or people who have got mobility problems or, or people who even are in wheelchairs. That that There's a whole new audience for you that, that, yeah. that were willing to take this on. Yeah, exactly. Like I have uh, now clients, the elderly, particularly the last couple of weeks, the weather was so bad and so icy. They were afraid to even leave the front door. Well, they are able to sit and do chair yoga and still stay active, you know, and connected as well, because I have as well uh, some live classes. 
so they get to interact with all their students and you know there is so many people living on their own that uh, they could be this could be the highlight of their day go and do chair yoga online which they would have never done before prior to covid so it's been it's been great. The website address is flowwithme.com. That's F-L-O-withme.com. Sarah, it's been fascinating talking to you. Well done on pivoting your business and and helping so many people. And uh, here's hoping that uh, we'll all relax a little bit more after this interview. Sarah de Miguel Hernandez uh, from Flow With Me. Thanks for talking to us on Red Business. Thank you so much, Jonathan. My thanks, as always, to all of my guests. Don't forget, you can check out all episodes of Red Business at any time on redextra.ie. Myra Hayes-Goff was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. 